Welcome to the Big Picture podcast series. This week we are joined by Simon Goldsmith from the University of Greenwich and Sophia Pascal from IKEA Greenwich. The floor is yours, Simon. <laughs> thank you very much, Petros. And uh, thank you very much to the Business School and having the opportunity to present at the Big Picture seminar. Uh, it's also great to have Sophia um, involved in this because it kind of illustrates very much how the university is very keen to see how we can develop partnerships that kind of bring in really interesting things to the university so that we can learn, but also see how we can develop collaborations to deliver sustainability as well. And obviously it's, it's great having Sophia here and she will talk a bit more about the work that IKEA are doing and, and, and embedding sustainability in the work there. So really what we've got is, is an opportunity to talk about um, sustainability today, uh, a hugely important topic. It's so critical to us as individuals, as a, a part of society, um, the university itself, and also to business. So we will be kind of touching upon some of the, the important points. And hopefully through um, the presentations, what we'll be able to illustrate is that sustainability is something that we can't ignore. It's something that should be part of our education and our time at, at Greenwich. And also when you um, move into your careers that you'll want to be working in areas where you can make a real solid difference make a real um, improvement to the world around you and you can certainly do that in your careers so um, you know the opportunity is very much yours so we as a university have a huge number of opportunities around sustainability and we'll talk about that um, we'll illustrate a bit more about sustainability more broadly uh, and really what we also want to do is to illustrate the connections between sustainability and business and again we're talking mostly to business students here um, so that there's an opportunity really here for you to think actually this does relate to business this does relate to my studies and this will relate to my career as well so um, this hopefully we'll recognize this is our home um, it's the only place in the universe where we know known life exists, and here on, the, uh, in, on Earth, it really thrives, and it thrives in abundance. So what's it made up of? We've got to really think about um, that planet, and really what it is, 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 is nature. Nature provides us with the sort of natural spaces, the opportunity for uh, us to have clean air, clean water, soils that provide us with food, fibre, um, but also landscapes and areas which provide us with fulfilment, wonder and joy. So what we need to do is to make sure that we're in balance with nature, that we're able to make sure that natural systems are able to cope uh, and to thrive under our, um, under our use. So when it comes to sustainability, we've really got to think actually how are we going to innovate to make sure that we can protect that natural, those natural spaces and the ability for nature to, to look after us. So this is a, is a really good example. So this is a, um, a set of photovoltaics or solar cells that are built across uh, hundreds of miles of irrigation canals in India. It's a really important illustration of how we can integrate the generation of clean power without impacting on our natural environment. And this has a, a kind of a win-win, really, because as it, as it lays over a, a, an irrigation canal, it stops or reduces the amount of um, uh, water that evaporates from the canal. So it can be used for um, drinking and, and irrigating crops and things like that. We need to make sure that we protect the needs of people. So sustainability is also about people. So, you know, how do we make sure that the people that we, we buy things from, you know, how are they looked after? Are they are getting, for example, a fair price for their goods? Um, and it's something that we can make decisions on on a day-to-day -day basis to make better decisions as we go forward in terms of the environment, society, and also supporting those businesses that are responsible. 
And one of those examples is, you know, really what we consume. Um, in this case, we can make a decision whether or not we take in a reusable cup or use a china cup in a, in a canteen or alternatively ask for a disposable cup that will only last a couple of minutes in its life. So we can really make decisions um, and take those decisions that will really have an impact. We can think really, how do we help others? So how do we enable others maybe to have access to some of those basic rights, such as clean water that we take for granted? And again, we can engage with this in, in, a, in, in how we you know, work or, or support charities, but also in the, in the careers that we follow to think actually, how are we creating equity worldwide? We can think about our own health and well-being. So that relates to the diets that we eat. Um, and the diets that we eat is not just about how it makes us healthy and provide us with the, with the goodness and the vitality that we need, but also we can make decisions that reduce the impact of that food because of, for example, the impacts of red meat on, on climate change, for example, or the impacts of red meat um, on um, biodiverse areas. So again, we can have, the, we, we've got quite a lot of control over our lives to make better decisions in whatever we do. And one of those includes transport as well. So, you know, we can decide really how we can move around and that can be in cleaner, more healthy ways. So what we know and what we've illustrated in the slides before is that, we, you know, that there's sustainable, sustainable examples of where we need to be and they're all possible to achieve. However, um, the reality is somewhat different. Um, so our current business model is, is sort of set up in a way that sometimes goes against our sustainability principles and really what's in our best interest. So, for example, we have um, systems that will sort of destroy nature really for um, for things that we, we we think that we need. So this is an example. This is, a, this is a, an image of deforestation to grow um, um, palm oil plantations, which and we find palm oil in lots of uh, food ingredients in in some of the things that we find in toiletries. Um, but that demand for that product has created huge huge problems globally, or, or particularly in the tropics. Uh, in um, but our demand for certain products will also impact on nature in other areas, whether it's forestry in the UK, for example, or alternatively, you know, wetlands, which all are very support supportive for us in terms of our, our long term sustainability. We can think about, um, you know, legislation, whether it's effective in in stopping some of the problems that we may export, for example, electronic waste that is is uh, exported to less developed countries and creates all sorts of problems there. We can think about how we generate energy. Is that from fossil fuels? Alternatively, is it from you know, clean uh, renewable sources? And again, we can make decisions at home to buy only um, renewably sourced energy. And it doesn't, doesn't actually cost any more than from fossil fuel generated power. We often, you know, we, we, we live in a throwaway culture and this has consequences and, and, and in nature there's no way we are interconnected. So we've also got to think of really about what we're doing and what harms that we may um, create in the activities that we undertake. And we can also think well, actually what's our opportunity to sort of help um, those communities that may need help more than uh, we otherwise would look out for. So being aware of our internationalism um, and aware of others less fortunate than us is important. It's very important as, as part of our values as, as human beings. We can think, for example, about the food that we eat and the impacts of that food, as we're not necessarily consuming um, foods, you know, and we, we're also consuming the, you know, the goodness that may impact on us, really. We're consuming our own well-being sometimes and, and also the well-being and uh, of the planet as well. 
And again, you can kind of think around you of, of the decisions we make. And, and you can look at this image and think, well, actually, what you, would you prefer? Would you prefer to have this on your doorstep or have the image of, um, you know, the family on a bicycle, you know, sort of um, traveling around that way? So we can make decisions and it's for us to do that on a day-to-day -day basis. So going back to the fact that we only live on one planet, However, in the UK, um, if we were to use the resources that the UK uses, then we would need three planets. And that's, you know, that's certainly not sustainable. Um, so we've really got to get back to that one planet living. And one way to do that, and, and, and basically the blueprint for achieving that is, is sustainability. As Petros mentioned earlier, what we've got to consider is the environment, society, and the economy. These are the three pillars of sustainability. And often they're thought about independently. So we'll think about the economy on its own, we'll think about jobs and growth and these sorts of things without considering the impact that they will have on, for example, society and the environment. So a way of looking at that is this nested diagram. So if we consider the economy, the economy is completely dependent on the society for, um, for, for jobs, for employment, for markets, um, for regulations, uh, for a license to operate, for example. So we need to understand that connection to make sure that we, we, our economy is delivering the human needs that society needs. And we often find, if we look under the, the bonnet, that it's not always happening because we're not always pay, paying fair wages or um, in developing countries, there may be very, very uh, impactful ways that people work that deleterious to people's health and well-being, for example. But we've also got to consider our economy and society is completely dependent on the environment. And remember, the environment provides us with clean air, clean water, the ability to kind of cleanse the, 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 the output that the, uh, our societies and the economy create in terms of pollutants. And the more that we impinge on the environment, the less a bit able it is to actually provide us with those, the, those resources that are usually free. So the ability to breathe clean air comes from the fact that nature's out there cleaning the air for us and we don't pay it. So therefore we've got to really think how we protect it. And again, going back to the, the fact that we've got to really protect this thing here. It's, it's so precious to us and our futures. And one way really to reinforce this is that again, you know, a lot of people think our oh, climate change has nothing to do with me. But if you look at this image, this is a, a, an illustration really of um, temperatures and how they've increased, particularly in the last um, 30 to 40 years. But this information goes back over 2000 years and it, it basically sort of graphs uh, proxy information illustrating temperatures of, of particular years. And as you can see, there's been, never been any growth in temperature apart from what we've seen you know, in the last few years. And we know that this is only going to increase unless we arrest that 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 climate change impact. And this is very much down to what we can do ourselves as individuals, ourselves as societies, ourselves within business and ourselves within the university. We also have a role to play and we'll illustrate what we're doing about that soon. So sustainability at Greenwich is, is something that's really important to us. We're, we're very proud of the work that we've done around sustainability and we're recognized as being a leader of, in sustainability uh, within the higher education sector around the UK. We've won lots of awards for the work that we've done, and this is just a few of them. So we've, we've, um, we are the first university to get food for, food for Life Gold in all of our catering outlets. We're a fair trade university. We've, um, we're certified to the Marine Stewardship, Stewardship Council for all of the, um, the seafood that we provide in our outlets. Um, 
We are um, number 14 in the University League, uh, which is basically a league table of sustainable, sustainable universities in the UK. We were number one just a few years ago. Uh, a couple of our, we've got a couple of uh, entries that are finalists in the Green Gown Awards. Uh, one for our eco team project, which is uh, within the student engagement category, and another for the Innocence Project, which is very much working with um, people convicted of crimes where, where the evidence, if we can review it or we use, we're engaging our students and our academics to review that evidence, we may actually find that they're innocent and we can kind of, um, you know, make sure that they, you know, they're, they're no longer sentenced, for example. We've got ISO 14001, which is an environmental man management system, like many, many leading organisations that take uh, environmental issues responsibly. Um, if you're interested in nature, we're a hedgehog friendly campus. So, you know, you'll see some of our work around our campus, but we're also recognized globally for our work. So we're in the top 200 universities in the world. And there's, look, there's many universities out there, obviously, um, for our sustainability application, particularly around the sustainable development goals. And for some of um, those categories, we're well within the top 100 in terms of the work that we're doing. So as part of the university, you should be very proud of the work that the university's achieved over the past few years, but also you should be very proud of the contributions you have made as part of that as well. So why is sustainability really important? So essentially, and you know, our success is only possible on a thriving planet. Um, you know, there is only one planet and we've got to really look at protecting that. And that's very much about our responsibility to the planet, to society, um, to, to you, our students and staff. Um, and that's very much built on our reputation. We want to be seen as an organization that, that thrives to do the best. Uh, and the best is being an excellent employer, being an excellent provider of education, uh, and also being excellent in terms of our uh, service to society and the planet. Um, and what we've got is an opportunity really to contribute to helping the world through our research, our teaching, uh, our operations and the partnerships that we've mentioned with IKEA, for example. And we can also ensure that our teaching and research is always relevant to the world around us. And this is something we're constantly building on. And it's something we'll develop, particularly in the, in, in the year ahead, as we are developing our sustainability plan. And as many of you are business school um, students, then we want to illustrate really how sustainability is so crucial and crucially important to businesses. So if you're a business out there, then sustainability is going to drive value in terms of your opportunity to create partnerships and collaborations. Sustainability is not something that often can be delivered in-house. It's often something that, 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 that comes through those collaborations and those links with external organisations as well as internal ones. If you're looking at how you can you know, save resources, then you know, that, that is going to have an a huge environmental impact. The less we buy in means the less impact that, that we buy in. But it also means that we reduce our costs as well. So if we reduce the amount of energy we use, then we're going to reduce our costs. If we reduce the amount of paper that we use, we're going to reduce our costs. And those costs for a university like Greenwich, we can reinvest in our teaching and research, which is important to, to everybody on this call. Particularly, we can, we can reduce our risks. If we understand our environmental uh, aspects and impacts we can understand really what we need to do to reduce those risks because we don't want to be uh, fined we don't want to go to court and having to defend ourselves for things that we can avoid and particularly from an environmental point of view we you know we, we certainly don't want to have an impact on you know the river thames or the river medway or anything else through any of the activities that we do as with any organizations looking at sustainability they think actually how's this going to really improve my bottom line how's it going to sort of drive income and revenue uh, and that happens within the university because we can use our, our research to apply um, to integrate sustainability which brings quite a lot of research funds to us but also we can think well, actually if we're a responsible organization then more students will want to come and study with us because we are able to teach them the things that are important to them as well and bearing in mind that students 
research identifies that students want to be taught sustainability. They want to go to universities that take sustainability seriously. So it's in our interest as an organization to see how we can deliver those goals. Uh, also, in, in terms of recruitment, um, sustainability is an issue that a lot of staff, a lot of the best staff really are choosy about the organizations they want to work for. And they often want to align their values or have their values aligned with their, their future employers. So again, if we're, we're, we're seen as responsible and ethical, then hopefully the best um, individuals, those staff and also the students will want to say, actually, that's an organization that's going to align with what's important to me. Therefore, I'm going to contribute to that. And that's really important within organizations because sustainability drives motivation, creativity and loyalty all things that again if you're a business have kind of pound signs after them as well and not just pound signs they mean it means that you've got happy employee employees as well which is it's kind of crucial to successful organizations nowadays so the work that we've done recently um, we've uh, just last year committed to being a net zero carbon university um, and that's brilliant that's a great statement to have and we're working hard to see how we can engineer out the fossil fuels that the university use in terms of uh, our heating systems, for example, or reducing the amount of flights that, that, that we use for business, for example. Um, but there's plenty, plenty more that we, we're doing and we're developing a carbon action plan, which hopefully you'll have some input on as, as students and staff over the next few months. We've got a new uh, climate change degree, one of the first in the UK, or the only ones in the UK, and certainly the first within Southeast England. Uh, and that's launching in September, which is and it's a crucially important degree to have, particularly now as we run into uh, COP26, which is going to be probably one of the most important uh, conferences that will determine the future of society and the planet. Uh, again, I can't reiterate how important sustainability therefore is. In terms of progress, we've reduced our carbon footprint uh, by 35, uh, 37% since 2009. 56% uh, of our waste is recycled against the 70% target, so we've still got some way to go, but we're asking our students and staff to think actually, how can you recycle more when you're on campus? Because that will help us get um, closer to the target we've got. And on the back of that, we've reduced the amount of waste we generate, again, saving us money, um, but yeah, um, but that's really important to us because it reduces the impacts that we have. And one of the illustrations of that is that um, two of our outlets, one at um, um, at Greenwich and one at Medway, they're just completely disposable free. Um, so, you know, and, and I think we're the second university in the whole of the UK to have completely disposable free uh, outlets. Uh, and um, I think we're the top, the first five cafes in the whole of the UK to do the same. And because we've got two outlets, that sets us apart from a lot of other organisations out there um, in terms of catering. And what that means is that we don't um, give people sort of, you know, just takeaway cups and things like that. We ask people to take their own key cups or use China in, in the outlets. We produce annual sustainability reports, um, which is great to illustrate really our progress over time. We're currently developing our sustainability plan, which we're seeking input from our staff and students to see what is important. What, what are the key themes that we need to put in place? Um, because we want to make sure that we, uh, as far as possible, achieve key sustainability outcomes by the end of that plan, which is 2030. And we have plenty of sustainability related policies and plans which give us the direction uh, and the pathway to continually improve our sustainability commitments. We have huge amounts of research within the university. I won't go into a huge amount of detail here, but um, you may well be aware of the Natural Resources Institute based down in Medway, um, which has generated a couple of uh, Nobel Prizes for the work that it's, it's done there. Um, but that's very much focused on, on research in terms of climate change, uh, developing strategies to um, you know, sort of enable people to have nutritious diets, 
um, to increase food um, productivity, which is really, really important, particularly if we've got a growing global population. And we want to grow food production without impacting on nature and impacting on um, pollution or impacting on health or equality issues. Uh, we've got research, for example, through Car um, Carbonate, which looks at seeing how we can make sure that, uh, or it's, a, it's a, a piece of research that looks at the waste that generated through um, combustion, so through incinerators, through power plants, for example, and see how we can combine carbon to those waste products and turn them into building materials. Incredibly important piece of research that's now commercialized and you know generating huge amounts of um, carbon capture really within, within the world. We're part, and, and, and something that's uh, part of a circular economy, which is seeing how we can um, basically create, well, avoid waste by turning waste into resources. And that's something that we're developing, that, that methodology, that thinking is something that we're, we're rolling out throughout the UK or capitalizing on as part of the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. Um, in business school, um, Petros is, is doing a lot, of, and his team are doing a lot of research on sustainable supply chains and logistics, sustainable transport. Uh, we're doing a lot of work on sustainable um, finance within the business schools. I'm looking, for example, at um, green investment and the, the opportunity for quantitative easing following um, the COVID-19 epidemic and thinking actually, how can we align quantitative easing with um, easing with sustainable outcomes? So we've got huge opportunities for, for research and, and there's a lot more, more opportunities to come. So we're asking you as well as what, what's your contribution to sustainable so sustainability? So how are you learning about sustainability? We want to ask you to ask your academics, what are they teaching about sustainability? And also what we want you to do is to choose sustainability units that you might be able to select coming forward. We want to ask you how you're contributing to sustainability on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, are you recycling effectively? Are you using energy efficiently? Are you making better transport decisions? How are you um, making pr pr procurement decisions? Are you selecting things that have lower impacts? We want to consider really what your values are. Are they important? Um, and how do they align to your future, including your career? But also we want to help you understand some of the frameworks that can help you understand sustainability. One of them being the Sustainable Development Goals. These are a UN um, set of goals. There are 17 of them. And I challenge anybody to not be able to illustrate that they're, what they're learning has uh, no connection to sustainability. And as you can see, from this slide that these identify the 17 goals and they are broke they, they basically cover social environmental and economic issues and the idea is essentially that we if we consider these in what we do then we can begin the process of improvement and also the ability to connect these up because sustainability is not just about solving climate change in, in, independently it's about how it relates for example to poverty or hunger or, or health and well-being so what i'd encourage you to do in your studies and your life more, more, more widely is to consider sustainable development goals because they can be a very very good framework to help you understand sustainability um, so you're in control really of your own future but also that of the planet so again asking you the question of how can you contribute in your daily life how can your career contribute to sustainability? How do you align your value, values to those of uh, society and the planet? And if you care, then we ask you to act. And that act can be um, how you contribute in your learning and teaching or, or learning and research, uh, how you contribute when you're on campus in terms of the decisions you make in terms of where you put your rubbish, does it go in the recycling bin or the other bin? Um, how you go, when you go to the canteen, should you buy healthier and, and, and less meat, for example? You know, all of these are decisions you can make, really. So one of the opportunities that we want to um, illustrate today is, and, and again, it's about taking action, is, is we're, um, we, we collaborate with the Mayor of London every year to promote and engage with the uh, Mayor's Entrepreneur Com Competition. 
uh, and every year there's five £20,000 uh, awards to students who want to develop ideas and, and, um, and submit those. Um, and it's a great opportunity, really, if you want to develop your put um, experience on your CV uh, or kind of gain experiences that you can really um, utilize in, in the rest of your studies. There's a huge amount of support available. So what I'd, I'd suggest is if you can you know, sort of use Google just to type in the Mayor's Entrepreneur Competition, you'll find out a huge amount more information. Within the university, we've got an intern um, that's here to help. And again, if you want any more information or support, you can certainly um, get in touch with us because we can help you with that. The deadline is the 18th of April, so you've got plenty of time. But again, use the resources. If, even if you haven't got an idea to take forward, go to some of the workshops and that will help you spark some ideas off, which will then create ideas that you may well want to submit. So you can get involved with the university. So you can join the Eco Team, which is a group of, as a start, staff and students network of, of students um, that meets every Thursday, uh, virtually at the moment at five o'clock. Um, if you want to find out more information, go to the uh, Greenwich Students Union uh, web pages. Look at look for sustainability, and you'll find the link to that um, that uh, group. It's amazing. It's one of it's um, it's up for awards for the work that's done. And if you want to really make a difference, certainly go and, and find out more. Um, there's a whole list of other things, and get uh, on that slide. And again, if you're really interested in sustainability and you want to develop some expertise, then get in touch with us because we can help with volunteering and possible work opportunities as well. So well, I'd like to thank you um, for your time. Um, if you want to get in touch, then you know, we're, we're certainly all over social media. Uh, we've got websites, we've got email addresses, all sorts of things there. We've also got podcasts if you're listening to uh, all the work that we've been doing. So that's what we're doing at Brennan. It should be lovely to hear your questions um, and hopefully hear a bit more about you in the future. Um, and I'd like now to introduce Sophia, um, who's the marketing communication leader at uh, Greenwich. Uh, IKEA Greenwich. Um, so without further ado, um, I'll pass you over, but I just want to get out of this. Thank you, Simon. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you and thank you so much for inviting me, uh, hopefully uh, to expand uh, everything that you've already said about sustainability by giving uh, our IKEA perspective about it and how has been our journey. Uh, around sustainability, but to set a scene about how impactful and how responsible we are around this theme, I would like to start by asking all of you a very simple question that you can answer in the chat box. How many of you actually have an IKEA product at home? And I'll be looking at the chat box now, if I can find the chat box, yes. Can actually. Well, yes. Oh, yes, 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 I do. More than 10. Woof! Many of it. Yes, 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 yes. Well, we've got about 300, over 350 students. And so far, I've only seen a, a no, which means that we do have a massive responsibility because. Obviously, our first uh, mission, whoops, our vision when Ingvar Kampert, our founder, created IKEA 75 years ago, was to, to create a better everyday life for the many people. And obviously, visibly, we are being impactful on that one because most of you has a product at your home. And that was a point, is that our products could give you a better life at home. But also, 
our everyday life became disrupted by the many challenges that Simon already briefly introduced us. Climate change, unsustainable consumption, inequality. So inevitably, that's when it's not something that doesn't really, is not of our business. It becomes our business because it's part of our vision. If, it's, if it affects the better everyday, the everyday life for the many, it will affect our business inevitably. Also because IKEA is not just a brand, it's an organization, an organization that is made with people, co-workers, customers like yourselves, which are impacted and impact these issues every day. Value chains where our products are produced and distributed, which again are impacted and impact all of these issues again. So we realized that we had a huge responsibility, but we also had a massive opportunity to act. The first thing that we had to do though, was to understand how big was this impact. So I don't know if any of you wants to guess what was our total direct and indirect climate footprint of IKEA value chain. So this is the global value chain. If anyone wants to throw some guesses into the chat box, you're more than welcome. We mapped and it was 0.1% of the world's GHG emissions. It seems like a small number, but if we think that we're just one company among millions of it, it's not that small. So that was like an aha moment. Oh my God, we need to act and we need to act now. First of all, because we didn't want to be a barrier for people to act on climate change. When we ask consumers what prevents them to act on climate change, more and more people are saying that is not only the lack of support from the government, but from, from the business itself. They feel that the opportunities or the tools to, to act are just too expensive or, just, or they just don't know. So these were things that were clearly seen we can help because we are for the many and we are affordable. So the good news is that we were pretty much ready to start acting. We had the right framework, uh, as Simon already introduced, the UN Sustainable and Development Goals. And this was the same framework that we use and we use at the moment in IKEA to develop sustainability, to act on sustainability. There's no point in separating these two things, business and markets. The framework is there. This is something that we need to act together. So we use the same form, framework to, you, to, to work from. We had the science-based targets that help us forecast what actions or non-actions could actually influence on climate change, on air emissions, everything. We had science on our side and supporting us on that. And then we obviously had all the climate agreements with the policy to back us up and that we could also advocate and influence for. So from that, we created our people and planet positive strategy because we didn't want to call it sustainability strategy because as Simon was really, really nicely explaining it, sustainability is also about people. It's people and planet. So we wanted to create a strategy that put all of these together. 
and we want to make sure that we achieve our ambitions that are written in this strategy by 2030. Yes, I know, it's just around the corner, but we have a plan and the plan is already ongoing. We want to make sure that we inspire and enable 1 billion people around the world to live better lives within the limits of the planet. And to do that, we'll be focusing in three focus areas. So the first one is the healthy and sustainable living um, focus area. This is pretty much the bit that people like you guys and myself that works in the store engages with. It's where we use our voice as a brand, our stores, our network, our coworkers, to our products to inspire and enable more than 1 billion people to live better lives. Because we do believe that a better everyday life starts at home. The same question that Simon was just asking you, what can be your contribution? What can be our contribution from home? It doesn't need to be a huge thing. It can, we can start small and have a big impact. And we've identified already where exactly our solutions and our range could enable that. Because obviously, remember when I earlier mentioned that most people didn't know what to do, this is where we can show some solutions that can eventually support everyone acting on climate change together. So we've identified some opportunities around repairing and refurbishing furniture, having more energy efficient products such as our LED range, uh, which was a huge thing um, a few years ago. And now all of our lighting range is LED. The same thing is as with our batteries. We don't have alkaline batteries anymore on rechargeable ones. And the same thing is going to happen more and more to other products, which will just be made out of recycled materials, recycled or biodegradable materials. Things as simple as our freezing bags, our Istat bags are made with sugarcane, which is a biodegradable materials. So accidentally, people can actually be environmental, act on climate change by just buying a biodegradable bag instead of a non-biodegradable bag. So those were the opportunities that we want to work with, with 1 billion people. I know it sounds a lot of, uh, a lot of people, but when we look into the reach that we already have as a company, we are positive that we eventually will get there. It's still a journey, but we have 160,000 coworkers around the world. We work with over 400 communities. We have the biggest loyalty club in the world, and we have almost 1 billion vis visitors going to our store and our centers around the world and also online. This is where we will use our voice to enable change, but also give some solutions as well through our products. The second uh, key, uh, focus areas of our strategy is what I call kind of the back of office kind of thing, is where we act on our operations, on our infrastructure, where we aim to become climate positive and work with resources in a different way while still growing the business, is where we look into our value chain and understand how we can have a greener, greener industries? How can we make our stores energy efficient? How can we work on more efficient waste, water, and energy consumptions? How can we look into home deliveries in a greener way? 
we are already taking a lot of steps in that, uh, in this area. In China, for instance, which is a huge market, all the home deliveries are already done with EV vehicles. And the same will be uh, deployed in other markets around the world until 2030. Last, but by no means the least, is our fair and inclusive focus areas. And this is where we, uh, we try to create a positive social impact across IKEA value chain, where we have our stores, where we produce our products, where we design our products. We impact and affect livelihoods in completely different ways. And this is where we want to ensure that throughout, we make sure that everyone has decent and meaningful work conditions and that we are standing for inequality. We have a code that makes sure that everyone is complying to standards that ensure that. We have programs to empower social entrepreneurs around the world. And we have other community emergencies or longer support to ensure that we can build resilient communities around the world, not only where we have stores, because we produce products in, in, in other countries of the world. So how will we start this journey? Actually, we've already started this journey, but how will we make this journey happen? And I'm really, 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 I really would like to highlight this word. It's a journey. It's a journey that we are not doing alone. We can't do it alone. The same way as Simon was just highlighting for the University of Greenwich. It does, it's not different for IKEA. It doesn't matter how big we are, we won't be able to do this if we don't onboard coworkers, customers and the communities around this. So it is a journey because we don't have all the solutions. We need to co-create them still. But we have a really important thing in IKEA and we're noticing how important that is in now that we're living a crisis, the COVID crisis. We are a value-driven company, which means that everyone that is recruited for IKEA lives or is recruited according to certain values. And then we live and act and manage according to those values. These are the values that we stand for since the start. Ingvar itself created these values 75 years ago. And from then onwards, we've been driven by them. And this is what brings us together. This is what brings togetherness, simplicity, leading by example, caring for the planet, for people and planet is something that is coming alive very clearly in the COVID uh, during a pandemic scenario where we have to come out with different solutions that ensure everyone's health and safety every day. I assure you, every week there's a different solution that is better and better and that is created by the whole team, by the whole team that is creating because we le listen to our community, to our customers, and we understand where the challenges are and then quickly we simplify it. We want to become different, but with a meaning and act together. And that applies very well to sustainability. When we take these values, we pretty much then take the three directions that we aim to, 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 to look to go for ahead uh, for IKEA, which is to continue being affordable for everyone, accessible for everyone, and be people and planet. And this is how we aim to create a better everyday life for the many within the limits of the planet by 2030. 
And we are absolutely sure that by being value-driven, that's the basis to make this happen as a company. But as our founder already said uh, a while ago, uh, he had amazing quotes. No method is more efficient than a good example. And I'm very proud to be part of the IKEA's best example when it comes to sustainability, uh, which is here in Greenwich. IKEA Greenwich is the most sustainable store. Um, and this is where the strategy comes alive in practice. This is where we see that the journey is ongoing in a positive way. The first bit, remember the healthy and sustainable living. As soon as the lockdown finishes, if you come to, to Greenwich, I challenge you not to feel inspired to live more sustainably and if, with some of the affordable solutions that we have throughout the shop floor. The communication clearly tells you how the product was produced, how you, the product can be used for you to reduce food waste, save energy, save water, reduce, um, reduce your, your waste in general. This is how we aim to use our meeting points with our customer to inspire you to live more sustainably. The back of office part, the circular and climate positive area that I was early spe speaking to, it's more than alive in IKEA Greenwich. The building itself is the first one to receive an outstanding grade in the BRIAM certificate. The BRIAM certificate is a le leading sustainable certification to building and infrastructure, infrastructure project, projects. So our building was created in a way that we are not only 80% more energy efficient than required by law by the Greenwich local authorities, but we, we have um, other aspects such as our flooring, which is made with recycled materials, uh, our water is uh, rain uh, is rain harvested water as well. We have more natural light than other stores to make sure that we use less artificial right, light. And obviously all of our light is 100% LED, which means the consumption is way, is way lower. So we won this award, which was the first one. And recently we won another sustainability award in the building and infrastructure category. For the, EDI, uh, for, for the EDI Sustainability Awards. This is where the, uh, the circular and climate positive uh, focus areas of the strategy comes alive in Greenwich. And lastly, the fair and inclusive um, focus areas. And this is how we work with our community, such as we work close to you, to the University of Greenwich. We work very close with local partners such as GCDA, or Bernardo's, which are our, is our national charity partner. Uh, and that allow us to stay close to our community, to understand how can we not only be good neighbor, but also empower uh, our local community to be more resilient, to act more sustainably, to how can we work together to, to act fast. So we work together uh, with schools as well, where we do sustainability tours in the school, and then we have different community workshops on a normal setup, of course, when we're not closed or when we don't have social distancing measures in place. We have a, a different range of community engagement workshops that aim to inspire and enable people uh, to live more sustainable lives. 
And then we have our breaking barriers program, which is across the, the company where we employ um, and uh, where we recruit and employ um, uh, refugees. So here in Greenwich, we have um, a few co-workers that are part of this program and we're very proud of how we managed to support them. So in the end of the day, the question that remains is, is sustainability good business? I can, as, a, as Simon introduced me, I'm the marketing and communication leader here in Greenwich, which means that I'm part of the leadership team of the store and work very closely with the commercial team. And this is what, when I sit together with, uh, with the leadership team, this is the conclusions that we come up about sustainability. It increases our cost efficiency because we save, we become more, we have less costs in several different things. It creates new potential revenue streams, such as the way that we work with sustainable products. These are our products that either enable you to live more sustainably or are produced sustainably because they are made with recycled materials, because they are, um, uh, certified by MSC or UTZ because they are um, made with uh, certified wood, several different ways that make our, our sustainable products. And we are the best store um, in creating revenue around these products. So it is over 30% of our revenue at the moment. So, and hopefully it will be 100 by 2030. It has the opportunity to also low, we have the opportunity to lower costs for customers and make sustainability affordable. So that's a tick for sure. And this increases accessibility and customer trust to sustainability. And which brings us visitation, which brings us people to the store that we can then inspire to act more sustainably and to revise the way that we consume as well. So, the secret for all of this to, to, to work in the conclusion, and this is where I, I was curious to learn about, and that's why I jumped, I, I, I jumped into IKEA in the first place. How can sustainability work in such a big business? And this is the main difference that I find in IKEA. In IKEA, sustainability is not an add-on. There's not one person that is responsible for sustainability. There's people that steer this strategy, but ultimately everyone is responsible for sustainability. Everyone, even if you're um, an HR person or procurement person or legal, there's part of your goals that are to make sure that we, we have a more sustainable business. So it is integrated in the business itself. The reason and how we, how we made it very visible is because this gentleman on your right-hand side, Peter Jacobi, is our country retail and sustainability manager. Every store manager is our store and sustainability manager. It's their responsibility to oversee that everything works in the most sustainable way through the three focus areas that I've explained to you before. So overall, what I feel very optimistic, and that's what we want to show the world here in Greenwich as the most sustainable store, is that doing good business is actually good business. So I, 
invite you to come to Greenwich as soon as the lockdown is over to understand or just call me and I'll be more than happy to, to walk you through the store and, and explore a bit more around how we actually make it happen and how we are going through this ongoing journey. Thank you for listening to the Big Picture Podcast series. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts. Subscribe to never miss an episode.